It is really great to be here today on Search the Scriptures to be able to open up God's Word and study with all of our listeners. We appreciate those who listen on a daily basis so much. We hear from many of you, and we are so encouraged by that. We are praying for you. We really do care about you, and we really do pray for you. We pray that you're coming to the point where your Bible knowledge is growing to the extent that you're getting closer to being able to make that choice as to what you're going to do about God's will for your life. And we pray that you'll make the right choice. And if you're listening for the first time or you've only listened to a few programs, we pray for you as well. And we care equally as much for you. We hope that you will be impressed by the fact that you'll come to realize that we really do get into God's word. And we try to teach it accurately and effectively and to his glory. We dig deep beneath the surface, we look at it in detail, and yet try to explain it in a way that is easy to comprehend and that makes sense for your personal life. We do hope that you will continue to listen and we would love to hear from you. We'd be glad to send you a copy of this program or any of the programs and search the scriptures on CD for free. We'll take care of the postage and everything. All you have to do is ask. And we always offer that free Bible study at the end of every program. And again, it is exactly that, completely free. We'll take care of the postage both ways. So have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready, and you can jot down the information as to how you can contact us at the end of the program today. It's great to be here to study along with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's great to be on the program. Glad our listeners are here. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in again if you are a frequent listener. This is your first time. We are glad that you are listening to us and hope you will tune in again and again. We will do our best to provide you with the Word of God, and hopefully you will find that worth your while as you draw nearer to Him. It's good to be on the program with you, Gary, and with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Dwayne and Gary, and amen to what you said, Dwayne. Boy, what, a, what an important endeavor for every person to get into a right relationship with God, to understand what he's about, what his will is for our lives, and then to actively be involved in putting that will into practice in our individual lives. And really, that's what we continue to stress here on Search the Scriptures. We want to present God's word accurately and understandably, but we also want our listeners to realize we have a responsibility then to put that word into practice Amen. in our own individual lives. You mean make the application? We do need to make the application. <laughs> Absolutely. Boy, that's, that's well put. Now, fellas, we began a new series of lessons yesterday, and we want to continue that in today's program. We asked the question, where can you find happiness? Where can you find fulfillment in your life and meaning and direction and hope? And we gave a couple of answers that were false answers. Mm -hmm. You cannot find it here. Mm -hmm. One of those was turning to various sinful uh, momentary pleasures mm -hmm. related with those sinful practices, like drugs and alcohol, like illicit sexual relationships and activities, mm -hmm. even violence for some people. They might see that as a source of happiness. Those 
sources are not real. They, the, 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 the pleasures that might be derived from those kinds of sinful endeavors are only momentary. They're temporary. As the King James Version says, they're fleeting mm -hmm. in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 25. Passing is another translation there. Mm -hmm. But they're surface level. They're superficial sources for pleasure. And so what people find when they turn to these kinds of, of sources, reaching out, trying to find happiness, is okay. They get a momentary high yeah. or a momentary fix. There's something there temporarily that brings them some superficial pleasure, but it's here today, gone tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. doesn't last. It's not profound. It's not fulfilling. Mm-hmm or ultimately enriching. Now, another source we looked at was money mm -hmm. and the things money can buy. A lot of people, so many people, and I think this is a real trap that we've fallen into as a society and a culture in our country today, is we think if I just had more money, everything would be great. Mm -hmm. oh, I'd be so happy. More money would be the reason for just plain happiness. Hmm. And it's not there though, is it? No, no it isn't. We always want a bigger house, a sharper, later model car, the latest in fashions. We want that other job that Fred just got mm -hmm. that's making 50% more than we're making. Now, if we could have that job, if we could have that salary, or if we could just win the lottery, mm -hmm. or if we could strike it rich at the casino, or if we could find that aunt or uncle that we didn't know we had, and they were rich and wealthy, and, and we were their only living relative, and so they died and they left us this enormous inheritance. Boy, we would be happy then. Mm -hmm. A lot of rich people live pretty unhappy lives. They do indeed. Yes. And when you look for that next thing and you finally get it, I think Dennis, you said, uh, you don't find lasting happiness there because now you're looking at the next thing. Right. Yeah. There's always another level. Always another level. Mm -hmm. And so material possessions or the money that can buy material possessions it is fleeting as well. Yes. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, Jesus told us not to lay up for ourselves treasures on earth mm -hmm. because moth and rust consume and thieves break in and steal, mm -hmm. but lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven because there moth and rust does not consume. Mm -hmm. Thieves do not break in and steal. Right. That's the eternal riches That's right. versus the carnal or material riches that are temporary mm -hmm. in this world. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, you got to be careful. In verse 21, he said, you got to be careful where your focus is because where your real treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. That's where your life's going to be. Mm -hmm. So if your life is focused on 
temporary things, you're not focused on the eternal, and you're not getting ready for the eternal, right. mm-hmm. which is what all of us need to be getting ready for. That's exactly right, Gary. On the positive side of that, when our treasure is in heaven, that's where our focus is going to be. Yes. That's what we're dedicated and committed to, and it shows in our lives. And that's what we have to look forward to. Absolutely. Now, we use these two examples as, again, answers that are false. You don't find happiness in these places. Mm-hmm. These are not sources of ultimate fulfillment and meaning and enrichment and happiness in your life. They don't give you that real direction. Mm-hmm. They're just temporary. And we also try to emphasize that there are a whole lot of people out there who are looking for something called happiness that they really seem to have very little idea as to what it really is. Mm-hmm. Now, as we close the program, we said we're going to look today at the first of three answers in finding real happiness, real meaning for your life, real fulfillment, real direction. I think we need to look upward and then we need to look inward and then we need to look outward. Now let's begin to think about looking upward and what that means. First thing, we've got to look upward. And what do I mean by that? Look up at the God. ceiling? Up to God, That's exactly. Right. We right. need to look upward. We need to realize that God is God. Right. Mm-hmm. And we need to recognize his awesome, magnificent glory. Mm-hmm. We need to recognize him as God, our God. Yes. yes. He is the source of blessings and happiness. Yes. Mm-hmm. In fact, James says that all good things come from God. That's right. Mm-hmm. James 1 and verse 17. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 7, we're just going to look at a smattering of texts that talk about the magnificence of God to try to help us understand, boy, that's where I need to be looking for real happiness. And we could go on and on and on with this, but we have to pick out some. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 21. Do you have that, Dwayne? You shall not be terrified of them, for the Lord your God, the great and awesome God, is among you. You know, our kids today, they really like to use that word awesome, don't they? Yeah, awesome. This awesome. is awesome. Oh, awesome. Man. Here we have text. Let me tell you, that word predated its current contemporary <laughs> popular usage. Use it. That's right. <laughs> Our God is awesome. Hmm. We need to recognize that. What about Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 17, Dennis? For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. Boy, God of gods. Mm -hmm. Lord of lords. Now that means numero uno, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it says he is great Mm -hmm. and awesome. Mm -hmm. Indeed. 
Use that word again. Mm -hmm. Very descriptive. We ought to be able to relate to that. And we're talking about God. Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 5, Dwayne. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who you love and observe your commandments. Now there's love a, you and observe your commandments. And so there's a condition there about yes. those who can really partake of his awesomeness mm -hmm. and make it effective in their lives. They need to obey his commandments. Right. They need to love him. But there it is again, great and awesome God. Mm -hmm. What about Psalm 47 and verse 2, Dennis? For the Lord most high is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. He is the Lord. Now that says a lot right there. Mm -hmm. Most high. Mm -hmm. Again, nobody above him. Right. And he is awesome. Absolutely. See, we need to look upward. We need to recognize we have an awesome God, a magnificent God, a God abundant in glory. Daniel chapter 9 and verse 4. Dwayne. And I pray to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. I wonder how many people realize that all these passages, and again, we're looking at a smattering of them. Yeah are right there in God's word talking about God. Now that's, that's part of a little side note here. This is one of the reasons we can understand the Bible to be God's word because it is so straightforward mm -hmm. in declaring itself to be God's word mm -hmm. and giving God the glory and praise. That's right. right. Our God is an awesome God. It's a great song. But it's obviously taken from numerous passages that declare that he is awesome yeah. and magnificent. Well, the beauty of this world. Now let's look at some particular applications personally that we can make in our lives as to recognizing the magnificence of God, the glory, the awesomeness that he is and that he embodies. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, what does that say, Dennis? The very first verse in the entire Bible. Very familiar to most of our listeners, I'm sure, Gary. There we're told, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So God created the heavens and the earth? Right. Yes. He is the creator. The creator. In John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, what do we read there along this line, Dwayne? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Now, is that just talking about this world, this earth? Everything in it. Everything in it. What about everything outside it? What about the Milky Way galaxy? Did God create that? The universe and everything in it? The universe and everything in it. So when we look up into the sky on a clear night, we see all of those stars that are innumerable, basically. And we contemplate all that there is to that. We're told that some of those stars are so many light years away 
that what we're really looking at really took place maybe 10,000 years ago. We're seeing light that was, that was issued maybe 10,000 years ago in some of those cases. Now that is awesome to contemplate. Mm -hmm. And yet, who hung those stars in the sky? Right there in Genesis chapter 1, isn't it? Yes, it is, Gary. And you remind me of another passage that relates to this that uh, is somewhat instructive as well. Psalm 19, the first few verses we read, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. Just incredible. It the really is. Incredible. Yeah. The glory creation is. itself declares the glory of God. Yes. And, you know, Paul looks at that in some detail as well in Romans chapter 1, doesn't he? He does. I say, in essence, he says, you ought to be able to look around you and see the evidence of God through everything that he created. And he even told his readers they're without excuse. Yes. These things don't happen by accident. Mm -hmm. They're obviously the design that had to be put there by a designer. Right. Paul says, in fact, I believe he says, in fact, you said they're without excuse. Right. You don't have any reason to not know there's God. Exactly. Yes. Just look around you. Now, if God is the creator, then we need to respect him as such, don't we? Yes. What about Acts chapter 17 and verse 24? God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. So as the creator then, Duane, the text tells us that he is the Lord of heaven and earth. That's right. He is the Lord. He's the creator. He is the all-powerful one, the authority. And we're actually going to look at that idea of his being all-powerful a little bit later in this study. Yes. Now, again, there's a, a position of respect that goes naturally with being the creator, the builder, the designer. It should go naturally anyway. Yes, it should. We need to look upward and see God behind all of the creation around us. If we're impressed with how things work so well in the world in which we live, we need to be impressed that God designed that. Mm -hmm. If we're impressed with the magnificence of the galaxy or the universe, we need to be impressed that God put all of that into place. We wonder about how, how it could have happened that the sun is in exactly the right distance from the earth and the earth is in exactly the right orbit around the sun and the moon is in exactly the right orbit around the earth and that everything is fixed just so that we can have the life that we see as common around us in this world. Mm -hmm. Right. If the sun were a little bit closer, we'd burn up. 
if it were a little bit farther away, and I mean just a little bit, we would freeze to death. Mm -hmm. If the moon was a little bit closer, the effect of its uh, the effect upon, uh, of the moon upon the earth as far as tides and, and uh, uh, you know, gravitational pull and all that sure. would be enormous. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's just in the right place. We have just the right amount of oxygen mm -hmm. to sustain life. And all of the other elements are there in the right proportions. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? It didn't just happen. And God continually manages all of that. He does. To exist in the same way. Yes. If you're impressed with that, look upward and see God in that design. That's how it came to be. And as you said, Duane, that is how it continues. God's awesome design and power. Now, God is not only the creator, but he is also omnipotent, which means all-powerful. In Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1, how does that read, Dennis? When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Now, once again, the Bible is very bold in its assertions to be God's word, and in being God's word, to declare the glory of God. Right. Isn't that incredible? Here is God telling Abram, I am your God, mm -hmm. declaring his own glory there. Yes, almighty. Almighty. That's right. All-powerful. Mm-hmm. God is all-powerful. We're going to pick up with this line of thought in our next program. We do hope you will be able to tune back in and continue this study with us to find where can you really find fulfillment and happiness and meaning for your life that is lasting and truly enriching. You need to look upward. You need to see God.